Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, we continue to debunk the lie of evolution, and we get an important ministry update with Pastor Larry. My friends, would you please take a few moments today and check out the resources at our website, SWRC.com. Over 900 books and DVDs are available for you, your family, church, or as a gift. Some of the top teachers featured on SWRC.com include Billy Crone, Jonathan Kahn, J.R. Church, Mac Dominic, Michael Hoggard, and many, many more. Remember that when you purchase one of our resources, you are supporting the ministry and outreach of Watchmen on the Wall. Please visit SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com. Recently, the new Jurassic Park movie was released to rave reviews and hundreds of millions of dollars in ticket sales. In these movies, the theory of evolution is promoted, as is the idea that mankind never walked with dinosaurs in ancient times. However, the fossil records say something else entirely. Here's James Collins with all the exciting details. Unfortunately, as in Darwin's day, much of the church has accepted millions of years of evolution as fact without ever considering the underlying assumptions or how the acceptance of these assumptions undermines the biblical text and the gospel of Jesus Christ. For example, consider what happens when you attempt to add evolution into the Bible. Adam and Eve are no longer the first humans. Instead, they're the first monkeys. Joining me again on the Watchman on the Wall are two brilliant scientists, Dr. Carl Baugh and Dr. Aaron Judkins. Dr. Judkins has written a book that we're offering titled Evolution and Human Fossil Footprints. Last time, Dr. Baugh, we were talking about natural selection, and you were about to make a point. Aaron, natural selection certainly works in our system. You deliberately selected a a beautiful young lady. Uh, She selected you as well. But, of course, we know that the lady dominates uh, the the courtship. We think we're in charge, and then we learn that we haven't been in charge at all. The lady dominates that. And you have a beautiful son, Tenon. So this natural selection works. You're attracted to an individual. She's attracted to you. And the offspring is a a beautiful progeny of blessing. Now, natural selection works, but actually Edward Blythe published 30 years before Charles Darwin published his Origin of Species. Blythe published a tremendous treatise. He was a creationist. He was a naturalist. He studied nature. And he published a tremendous treatise demonstrating that natural selection preserves the integrity of the species and the kind and the variety, rather than going off into bizarre systems that would self-destruct and be eliminated by natural selective choice. Natural selection works. Charles Darwin simply stole the idea, and he got it basically from his grandfather Erasmus, but he stole the idea and applied it to unlimited variation, which is totally unjustified. Well, let's bring Aaron Judkins back into the conversation again. Your book, Evolution and Human Fossil Footprints, is well-written and very well-researched. 
Why did you write Evolution and Human Fossil Footprints? Well, it was part of my master's thesis in biblical studies. I just graduated with my doctorate in biblical studies in May. So a lot of this research was part of that, but the other half of it was I started a decade ago on my own. And so I already had a lot of this research in my files. And it was so intriguing to me, I wanted to study it further. And here's the concept of evolution. It really, Dr. Baud, takes the place of the God of the Bible because it says, evolution says that it endows matter with the ability to create its own existence as it inherits an infinite capacity to foresee future requirements. Oh, that sounds like God to well, me. Well, that, that's called omniscience. And evolution enlists its own efforts to produce and sustain life, and that's omnipotence. And it initiates communication with all entities under its universal influence, and that's omnipresence. Only God has those attributes. That's correct. But evolution is now, in the mind of modern evolutionists, endowed with that potential to actually place matter as God. Well, men would rather have the forbidden fruit of the tree than to have an accountability to the God of the Bible. And that's what it comes down to. The Bible says in John 1, 3, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the creator who made the heaven and the earth, and someday I believe very soon he'll return for us in the rapture, and eventually this old earth will pass away and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. I'm looking forward to that blessed event and observing the signs of the time. I would urge every person listening to this broadcast to be prepared by receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior, because here in the studio, there are various little signs, one minute, 28 seconds, etc., etc., and as we observe the signs, there's no way to determine the exact time the Lord will come. He said no one could know, but you can examine the signs of the time and know the season. We're living in a meltdown of human society, and it is obvious that mankind worldwide is anticipating a leader who will pull them out of the quagmire and at least stabilize human society. Well, that man will be the Antichrist, but he will not be able to stabilize. He will deepen the problem in his antithesis of a relationship to God. Ultimately, Jesus Christ himself will return to stabilize mankind and offer the only hope and has always been the only hope that mankind has ever had. When we think about creation, we usually think about God the Father being the creator, but the Bible teaches that all three persons of the Trinity had a part in creation. I just read John 1-3, which tells us that Jesus created all things. We often forget that, don't we? And he still sustains all things. All things are upheld by him. Not only is Jesus Christ the hope of the individual and for his eternal soul, but Jesus Christ is the only hope in his sustaining power, first his creative power, and then now his sustaining power, the only hope for the entire universe. Actually, modern scientists are puzzled in that they cannot understand what holds the universe together. Up to some 85 to 87 percent of matter that should hold the universe together gravitationally is missing, and they call this 
the dark matter because it can't be detected. It's not found anywhere, but according to all the theories of gravity, there must be more matter to hold the universe together. But it is not matter that's holding the universe together. In Colossians, he's called the one who sustains the universe, and his name is Jesus Christ. As we approach in this program this new book by Aaron Judkins, who's in the studio, this new book on evolution and uh, human fossil footprints, you mentioned the name Dr. Edward Blick. Dr. Blick has made major contributions as a scientist in aeronautical engineering, has taught science classes at the University of Oklahoma and other universities, demonstrates that good science can be done. When we get to the theory of evolution, not only, as you mentioned at the top of the program, is evolution an antithesis of faith in the Bible, but evolution is a statement of antithesis for empirical scientific studies. What we're going to do in a nutshell today is to actually go into the geologic column, into the rock layers. Today we have imperial science imposed upon the students in the classroom, unfortunately. Imperial science is a mandated statement of science that permits no critique. Empirical science is systematic study of the facts and then drawing the conclusion that's warranted. So today, with author Aaron Judkins, we're going to actually go into the fossil record and do some scientific analysis. Aaron, last time we spoke about Darwinism. Tell us again how your evidence refutes Darwin's theory. Darwinism is really not an established fact based on empirical evidence. It's an observation that merely attempts to explain the universe. And so the great questions of life are, who am I and where did I come from? Where am I going and what is my purpose? Darwinism can't answer those questions. And so when you're looking at evidence such as fossil footprints in rock, they're interpreted within the narrow boundaries of the uniformitarian view. Now, these footprints are scattered all over the world. And the reason I wrote the book is because my research down in the Paluxy since 1996, I would ask people as these new evidences would appear, and I would say, well, have you heard about the footprint sites in Australia? No. Uh, Have you heard about the footprints in Italy or France or Mexico? No. No one knew about them. And so people are quick to dismiss evidence in one area, but really don't know about it in the other. So I decided this needs to be put together in one volume so people would understand this is not an isolated event. This is really a global phenomenon. And for instance, some of these footprints is in uh, Africa, Latoli, uh, Tanzania, uh, where the prints are ascribed to Australopithecus afarensis, purely on the assumption that humans could not have lived 3.6 million years ago. Now, evolution says that man didn't evolve, assumably, until the late tertiary period, uh, and therefore cannot be older than three million years. They're running into problems in their own theory. Here they have prints at Latoli ascribed to 3.6 million years, so they automatically assign it to a hominid, simply because humans could not have been around that long ago. Again, as strange as this sounds, you studied feet and footprints to disprove evolution. Tell me about that. The foot bone 
has 26 bones, 33 joints, and over 100 muscles, ligaments, and tendons to make that thing work. Now, the thing that really separates us from the apes is uh, the big toe. We have no opposable big toe, such as the great apes. They have opposable toes. But here's some of the hallmarks of the human foot. They have phalanges, uh, metatarsals, cuneiforms, cuboids, and uh, navicular bones, which are uh, bones that sit behind the cuneiforms, and the calcaneus heel. Now, the big toe is very important because it's parallel with the other toes, and this is a defining hallmark. Really, the landmark evidence should be bipedalism, and this is the distinguishing factor of human footprint anatomy. For instance, uh, the new fossil they found, Ida, which is, they say, is the new missing link. They claim Ida has nails, which primates have nails. They have a talus bone in her ankle foot, and uh, which say they're similar to uh, the ankle structure of the human foot. And so, therefore, this is a missing link. Well, Ida was projected as the grand finale of the missing links. And she's not. She is an extinct lemur-like animal. No comparison at all to a human. But let me talk about the talus bone in the foot because this is one of the major things they say why this is a missing link. The talus bone is there. It is similar to the human bone. But here's what they don't tell you is that the talus bone in apes and in lemurs sits backwards. Now, why is that? Because lemurs, apes, chimpanzees are quadrupedal and uh, they use all fours to run, whereas humans are bipedal in nature. And in humans, the talus bone sits forward. It has to sit forward because that is how we walk forward in locomotion bipedally upright. Now, this is a distinguishing factor that they don't tell you is that talus bone is there for purpose. Yes, it's similar in structure, but it's reversed because the gait is different in the great apes, the chimpanzees, and in humans. And that's a distinguishing hallmark of the difference between apes and humans. Aaron, this is a, a marvelous exposure to this audience. For We're all familiar recently with the disclosure of Darwinius Massili, who was supposed to be our uh, Ida, our, our original ancestor, but not so. And you have demonstrated that this talus bone is situated backward because of the gait. And so there is no connection whatsoever between that little uh, lemur-like creature and mankind. And what I think this audience needs to know is the apes and even the lemurs for just a minute or two might have to walk upright, semi-upright, to get to water or to get to the tree where they climbed. But they, of course, were quadrupedal. They actually walked and ran on all fours. But man, uniquely, man has the ability to walk continuously for long periods of time upright. He prefers upright stance. So in your book, you actually describe long trails of footprints, and then I'd like for us to get to a couple of the prints that uh, that you feature in the book that literally people can come to the Creation Evidence Museum and see, verifying that the data you have here is accurate. What about these trails of human footprints? Well, in Australia, for example, Dr. Baugh, in uh, Mungo Park, there was 700 fossil footprints found. Now, this, 700 uh, fossil Initially, footprints? 700. It's supposed to be the largest collection 
of Pleistocene human footprints. Now, why do they say Pleistocene? And this is one of the things I take you through in the book. So when you, they, they come out with these terms, and, and you'll understand what they're talking about, they're stating that these tracks are Pleistocene because they would have you believe that these tracks belong to archaic Homo sapiens. And according to the evolutionary interpretation, the earliest human settlers in Australia are to believe to have arrived from Indonesia about 50,000 years ago by sea. But this is not correct. The dating that they got was about 20,000 years old. Now, the dating is, again, wrong. They used a potassium argon dating. We talked about that already. And they used uh, optically stimulated luminescence, which attempts to date the sand grains. But that's erroneous as well. But these fossil trails are all over the place. And they're totally correct in the anatomy of the foot. And identical to modern man. Identical to modern man. Matter of fact, if evolution is true, the human foot should have been demonstrated in some kind of a change in the fossil record, and it is not. That is fascinating. Are there other areas of the world that contain these human fossil footprints? Let me talk about Mexico real quick. That's an area near central Mexico um, that um, they found in 2003, 269 human footprints. Now, Dr. Sylvia Gonzalez is a psychologist. She came forward with this. And they dated these with the optically stimulated luminescence method at 40,000 years. But this sent shockwaves to the academic circles. Why? Uh, Because supposedly the Clovis first model says that um, uh, the first Americans didn't arrive to South America until about 11,500 years ago. So they redated the rock. They didn't like the first date. They said it's, it's got to be wrong. So they redated it with argon argon dating and got 1.3 million years. Well, now they're really in a dilemma because now they got an older date. This really predates the first known appearance of Homo sapiens in Africa by 1 million years. So what did they do? They just threw out the evidence altogether. They said, "Oh, they're not human. Uh, they're just uh, pop marks." It's unbelievable. The evidence is right in front of them. And the distinctive features, yet they, the mud displacement, everything absolutely, are there. Yet they do not accept the evidence for what it's telling them. They're in a mindset, and their mind is made up. Evolution is true. Creation can't be true. And so this is the type of mindset that we're up against in our schools. It's a very important um, uh, issue, and we need to be teaching our kids um, that – Uh, There is responsibility, there's absolutes, there's morals, there's right and wrong, and they can't act like a monkey, even though they're supposedly come from an act. And you've already emphasized on this program that uh, those dates are simply assigned and actually misinterpreted so that all of this is fit within the framework, recent framework, of a worldwide flood. Once again, the book is called Evolution and Human Fossil Footprints, and the author is Aaron Judkins. Creation versus evolution is not a battle of science versus the Bible or science versus faith. It's a battle between two starting points, God's Word and man's Word. Which starting point you choose will determine how you interpret the evidence. It's my prayer that everyone listening will choose the Word of God. 
Get the complete two-day presentation on evolution and human fossil footprints on CD when you call 1-800-652-1144. Today's featured resource is Evolution and Human Fossil Footprints by Aaron Judkins. Order your copy of this important book when you call toll-free 1-800-652-1144. Or you can always order online, swrc.com. And when you call or go online, also make sure you order Michael Hoggard's DVD, Men Walked with Dinosaurs, 1-800-652-1144. As we wind down the month of June, let's get an update now on all the wonderful things that are happening here at Watchmen on the Wall. Southwest Radio Church is moving forward with new platforms, new outreach, and new ways to get the prophetic word out to the world. We are excited about what God is doing, and we want to share some of that with you. Kenneth, thank you so much for being on the show, and as I have done so many times before, thank you once again for being my mentor in Christian radio. Thank you, dear brother. Well, one never knows what's going to happen when you plant a small seed. And we had a small seed called a devotional time that was on our station here at WHCB 91.5 FM, and you made the most of it. You did such a good job that we asked you to take on more and more responsibility. And you did. You did wonderfully, and God blessed. And you started having ministry in an area you'd never really thought about. And it's become major for you. And I'm so glad because Noah Hutchings happened to have heard you and, and heard me talk about you and with you. And he was a pretty smart fella. Mm. And he thought, well, what I need is I need to get that Larry Spargimino out to Oklahoma City. And that's what he did. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's been a blessing and an adventure to work with Noah Hutchings and the staff here in Oklahoma City. I came to the ministry in May of 1998, and I have been richly blessed. But Kenneth, Let's get down to uh, update. How about Studio 50? Maybe tell us about that. All right. Studio 50 was a project that we had, an effort to get $50,000 donated to buy new equipment, new software, and to have that equipment installed properly for us to have a new studio to do the audio recording in. The studio that you have been using is 40 years old or more and uh, has really just had a piece of equipment replaced occasionally whenever something died and we couldn't repair it. And it was time to change and to get new equipment. So it's my understanding that the gifts have been sufficient. We're now at $50,000 or above and we are ready to purchase the new equipment and to have it installed. And I'm looking forward to that. Another thing I think uh, we can both talk about, we have put out our first issue of the Prophecy in the News magazine. It has an article by Dr. Robert Lindstedt, a great man of God, Michael Hoggard, and uh, one by Micah Van Hus. And I think Noah Hutchings uh, led you to uh, to first meet J.R. Church, I-, I believe it was. Tell us about that. Well, 
indeed. J.R. Church was a friend of Noah Hutchings and the staff here at Southwest. And and Noah said, I want you to meet this fellow. And so he was invited over. We were going to do a conference there in, in Oklahoma City. And he was invited over to be one of the speakers. And I was the MC at that time. And so I was introduced to him, got to know him, got to spend time with him. And to hear some of the things he had to say, my mind wasn't quite enlarged enough to understand what he was talking about mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> he, was, he was so forward-thinking. He was really into the technical stuff. He showed me the first little teeny Walkman kind of thing that was a TV monitor, and he said, this is the new television. He said, don't worry about satellites. He said, they're going away. He said, we're going to do this on the Internet. And that was before the Internet was even known. Right. And he was already preparing for that and, uh, and had uh, a number of projects underway using the new technology. And he was quite the scholar, wasn't he? Yes, yes. He went deep. <laughs> he did. And sometimes, because of that depth, people have to read his books twice mm. <laughs> or more. So true. But God, God has used his materials uh, and his thoughts uh, as they were placed on paper. And now, Southwest Radio Church Ministries has a unique relationship with uh, Prophecy in the News, and we're, we're working on the magazine, and the first issue's just come out, and, and we're uh, asking folks to get a subscription to the magazine and to enjoy what is going to be presented in the next several months, Amen. Lord willing. Amen. And, uh, you know, one of the things, too, is that when they subscribe to the magazine, they get FaithNet TV automatically. And so that allows them to have a, a subscription free of charge to FaithNet TV. Right, right. Well, uh, while the time remains, I want to point out that we are uh, reprinting several classic books that we published several years ago. Great books, Dave Brees' Satan's Ten Most Unbelievable Lies, David Weber's Heaven and Hell, Dr. David Ingram's Pagan Traditions. David was your friend and my friend and several of the classics by Noah Hutchings. And I should also mention that I'm scheduled to lead a tour to Israel. The dates are October the 24th through November the 3rd, 2022. Listeners who may be interested can go to our website or call our toll-free number for a brochure. Kenneth, it's been a great blessing doing this ministry update with you. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Larry Spargimino. God bless you, my brother. Today we have Aaron Judkin's fascinating book, Evolution and Human Fossil Footprints. In Evolution and Human Fossil Footprints, Aaron Judkins challenges the modern-day evolutionary interpretations and examines the fossil record to show that man did, in fact, walk with the dinosaurs. This book debunks the lie of evolution and proves that the creation model explains the fossil record. Order Evolution and Human Fossil Footprints today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Friday, we have a special COVID update with Dr. Stella Emanuel. 
Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. Thank you.